Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network, powered by Omaha Audio. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Monday morning. Yes, Mikey Meatballs fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon is producing this disaster of a show. And joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, a degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother Brian, Darren, the Paula kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Wow. Jam, jam-packed weekend we're coming off of. Again, I don't consider it one of the greats because there's no spiking or hiking of a football uh, amongst the 48 hours that we just endured. But the NFL draft, Major League Baseball, whatever. My Mets got rained out. They're losing today. Uh, You got, what else? NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. So much going on. Hmm. Speaking of the draft, we have former NFL head coach and now draft expert Marty Morningweg is joining us. What do you think of that, Harry? Fantastic. Nice score. Good nice score. score. You you are still in Spain. We'll talk about that. You have a couple days left from yeah. this uh, this tour. Just real quick, Bruce, first night or second night? Which was better? Probably the second night just because the people are crazier. Oh, it's, it, was, it was a Sunday night. It was wild last night. Crazy. How are the people crazier? It's you, You're there every night. They're just <laughs> as crazy. Uh, listen, I got, yeah. I, I, I got I two guys from... Uh, Two guys from Bosnia that were there were like hugging and squeezing me for about 30 seconds while I was waiting in line to get a beer. Oh, so. they probably so- thought you sounds were Sounds like a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Draw the papers up. They were up. so I thrilled that I was there from the States. So thrilled. Can you? Um, they were thrilled that you were there, but they were from Bosnia? Yeah. I don't understand. Okay. What, but the, it's well, you're in Spain. All right. Can you imagine yeah. going to this many Bruce Springsteen concerts and you don't even really like them? Yeah, Can you I know. imagine this? I know. Can you I imagine, can't imagine it? I mean, that'd be awful to me. If I don't know how I don't it's know going who you're talking off. about. <laughs> yeah, I think we're talking about you. Let's talk about the prop quiz winner, extrapoints.com. First of all, extrapoints.com, these guys give out picks every single day. We're approaching a thousand in a row, right, Bri? Um, how many we have? We're over a thousand. We were thousand. You went over a thousand? Yeah, we did. When did it hit? Uh, last week, a couple of days ago. Mm. But you know what? I'm yeah, but I'm always off. I I could be off a few games, so I, I I think Brian's off. I thought I thought we would do to hit that more like in the mid May area. Meatballs oh, nose. All right, I can't. Let's figure it out. I can't imagine. It will be three years. It's three years in August, right? July twenty seventh is three years. So if you oh, backtrack, so, so ten, then we went over days. It. Okay, sixty five days before that, or sixty six. Three sixty five. Three sixty five. I mean, I had a thousand. All right, a thousand, right. A thousand and like, four last night. I put on the thing, but I. Oh, oh good. Man. But all right. Well, I was, I've been waiting to get to that mark because now. <laughs> now, now you're gonna start winning. Now you can pick winners. I can really slap off now and start losing even more bets for yeah, everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but we have our prop quiz contest at extrapoints.com slash arcade every week. You won ROH was the winner. Y-O-O-H-W-A-N and then ROH in capital letters. Seven right out of ten, Brian. That's all you have to do to get a gold cap. And that's what you won ROH did. Good job by him. He gets that gold cap, a gold cap that Harry apparently does not give a crap about because I was sent the picture of Harry. I don't know if it was on his balcony, wherever he is in Spain, the gold cap just getting trashed in a uh, uh, thunderstorm. (laughs) 
Well, I will say this. That did happen yesterday, but for the entire day here in Barcelona, it was unbelievable. It was high of 71, sun hmm. all day. I was I was tanning uh, at the pool all day. We're going to the concert. I left my hat outside, and then when I got out of the shower 15 minutes later, it was. It was what? It was what? You're, you're <laughs> muted yourself. So. You're not good at um, saving hats or audio. What else? Better? I don't, how did I do that? Well, that what's happen? the big surprise? It was like big Forrest Gump mo- uh, moment in, in Washington. It was absolutely beautiful. Beautiful day in Barcelona. It was about yeah, we heard that. We heard long. that. You put it out. Got that part. Yeah. You left it and in the rain. I, just, yeah. I went to take a shower before the concert, out of the shower, uh-huh. and it was absolutely pouring. Okay. Imagine that the one time he decides to take a shower and the cap is ruined. So I don't know what to do. Maybe you could borrow, um, you want ROH's cap, but anyway, not everyone is a winner. It's time to deep dive into the collectively crushed soul of the degenerate trifecta in a segment. We hate to call bad aches. Bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. All right, I was in Vegas this weekend. Todd Furman, the great Todd Furman, got married to Nicole. Beautiful wedding. Very, very hot out there. By the way, it just really resembled like a fancy Gamblers Anonymous meeting because everyone was just walking around (laughs) talking about gambling. And so when I'm in Vegas, I put in a big parlay for the family. And then I put on the family text chain. I'm like, hey, guys, this is what we need to win. Three team. Padres, Saturday night, they're off in Mexico. I don't know. It was like a 37 run scored. They won that game. Nuggets money line, game one. That's two. Third one that I need, LA Kings over the Edmonton Oilers, game six. Never winning the game. Uh, but because I needed to finish out that parlay, I told everyone at the waiting, I was like, look, I'm definitely losing this. Go live, bet the Oilers now, or the game hadn't started yet. Bet the Oilers now because I'm definitely losing this. And they're like, are you serious? I'm like, yes. It's the easiest bet you'll have all game. And there you go. Harry, did you bring your stupid (laughs) clock with you to to Spain? What is that? I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I think is. You, at this point, you should know what that is because it interrupts every podcast. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Uh, that was it. And uh, of course, I lost. Uh, Edmonton yeah. Dang. Beats, beats the Kings game six. They advance. That's my bed ache. Uh, Harry, yours was even worse. Tell, tell everyone what happened here. I'm not even sure what happened here. I'm not, you know what? I'm still not really sure what happened, but uh, it was. I guess it was only a matter of time. Uh, until I screwed up times and dates in Spain with my daily selections on when games are supposed to be played. So I gave out somehow the Grizzlies who played on Friday in game six, mm-hmm. uh, but the game started Saturday in Barcelona. Uh, no idea what I was thinking. Uh, so I gave out Memphis when the game had already happened. So I sent the information in that I took Memphis plus five game had already happened. I didn't know the game had already played and they end up. Lo- so I gave out a loser once the game was already a loser. Yeah. But that was supposed to be a winner and they lose by third. Yeah. That's the best part. You gave out. A- you can't even win when you essentially know the result ahead of time. You still gave a loser. That so. is incredible. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. That's Honestly, good. that's good. Like, Hats this has got to be one of the biggest blunders in for anybody that's on, uh, you know, does what we do. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> this 
it, that's got to be the biggest blunder that's ever oh. occurred. Uh, with everybody giving daily picks out. Yeah. Nobody, nobody has ever done that. Right. Nobody's ever Darren, done that. Darren, I told Chris H that doesn't count as an loss, but technically. And I've, look, I'm not kidding you, guys. You, you know, people here, look. Harry's a walking billboard for not to not uh, use smoke weed and stuff. It's just a <laughs> walking true. billboard. For yeah, it. he wants to blame really, the time I mean, change, but really, all you have to do is uh, freshen so, your ESPN that's what it, app. That's or something. what it was. We don't yeah. blame the time change, <laughs> right? It's got a lot of things to blame: the weather for ruining a hat, the time change for picking games that already went down. Boy, it doesn't want to look clean, in the mirror. By the way. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Harry's uh, best bet for tonight, Sacramento over Golden State. So jump on that if you can. Uh, Brother Brian, Brother Brian, what do you, what do you, what, 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 that's so good. That's so good. We might have to retire this. I don't think it gets better than that. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, I had the, um, the Knicks under 208 yesterday and that absolutely killed me. Right. It's at 198. Mm. It's at 198 and the heater up 10 with a minute left. But it's one of those things late in the game where you could just feel it, right? You, there's a foul here or there. But Barrett hits a free throw. They foul Lowry with like 40 seconds left. It's at 201 Duh. now. 201 with less than 30 seconds left. Up 11. Mm-hmm. Up 11, 201. It has to get over 208. So Hart makes like a tip shot after a miss. They foul the heat. Then Brunson makes like a little running floater. They foul again. And then with five seconds left, Barrett lays it up to, and it goes to 209. So down, the, the problem is I have down nine with 24 seconds left. Should you ever foul? That's one. That's a, just a general question. <laughs> and fi- close. fine, if you, want to pl- if you want to foul, you want to play that game, you better be shooting three pointers after that. There's nothing right, worse. If right. you're going to foul like that and then start uh, two layups back to back, uh, that's always which they're giving up. Right. Uh, they're just that, giving. I mean, surely, they're, they're, surely. Yeah. it's one or the other. Like if you're going to foul, you got to shoot threes there. You can't just you right. can't be fouling and then just driving to the basket and laying it in that late. And that was awful. It goes to 209. I had under 208. Awful. You know, and to close out the series against uh, Cleveland, that was insane that that game went under too. Yes. Um, for the reverse reason, right? right? That just nobody was doing anything in the last minute. I wonder if Caesars should put up, you know, you could bet a hockey team to win in regulation. Like you could, you know, you could bet the Kraken to win in regulation. You get slightly better odds than you would just overall for the Kraken to win. Right. Right. Because then if it's, if it hits overtime, you lost. Right. I wonder if you could bet over unders last minute excluded. Yeah. I love it. Because there's so much, so many shenanigans that go on. Yeah. Um, mm. with the last minute. There could be 20 points scored. There could be two. It's almost unfair um, to think you've picked the game correctly and then, uh, yeah, leave it Nonsense. up to the fa- fantasy gods and the gambling gods. Terrible. All right, let's hear the music, Mikey Meatballs. When a bet makes you sick And you make the wrong pick It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad Babyface, you have anything to say about this, Harry, this thing, putting in a loser? I mean, um, uh, how do you top that, really? I, I don't know if you can. it can be a nominee for Duh of the Year when Harry's the one that gives out the Duh of the Year. But yeah, right. I, I mean, he's got a lot going on in that that timer that was going off. I mean, I, 
He's going to have to set it better, I think. What is that? Is that a what? Yeah, really. For someone who's got the time being um, screamed at him every 20 minutes, you would think you'd be able to get these games right. What is that a watch or is it on your computer or it's, in it's your on microphone? my computer? I just muted it. But again, you know, I'm high in the hills here in Barcelona. The connection right. isn't good. So it's making all sorts of sounds. Uh, you're high, high in the you're hills. High, all right. Cool. Yeah. In yeah. the yeah. hills and yeah. the ocean, right, wherever you are. There you go. All right, let's go over these NBA games. Boy, there's so much. We're getting down to a respectable number where I think, I think at some point we're going to have eight NBA teams and eight NHL teams. And then then we'll go even smaller from there. But until then, uh, Knicks lose to the Heat 108-101. Oh, Parley kid. I don't know. We're not getting our banger, tough guy, Heat Knicks series from the 90s here. I think it's just uh, the Gabe Vincents and Kyle Lowry's of the world. I think they had 38 combined. You don't like to see from the Knicks seven for 34 from three, but that's really what doomed them. I think they were up a dozen no. at one point, but let me hear your thoughts on that game. Oh, Sal, you're right on, uh, spot on. I mean, basically... Uh, the Knicks lost that game because they couldn't hit open threes. Like so much is uh, what the NBA comes down to these yeah. days. And um, the Knicks were very successful in the first quarter of getting to the hoop, getting whatever they wanted. Uh, kind of like Miami then decided, like, look, we're gonna we're going to pack it in, and we're gonna let like uh, some you know the Knicks shoot threes, and you know uh, the Knicks' best shooters probably pure shooters like. You know, probably like guys like Quickly and Grimes are probably their best pure shooters. They're not really contributing too much right now. You know, when Obi is your leading three-point shooter, uh, they were willing to live with that, with Obi shooting threes. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think this game, look, this series to me is going to probably go down to the wire. I just It just has that feel. Um, I think the Knicks will rebound. You know, I I like this situation now. I'm betting the Knicks in game two. Um, right. This is your thing. Any, when the home word, team have loses, we heard, you bounce back with I mean, them. And, and Butler basically looked like he snapped his ankle in half. Right. And stays in the game. I mean, this guy, this guy puts the rest of these NBA players to shame as far as I'm concerned. Right. Um, but we'll never uh, but, say. We won't you know, say Will he play series, game two? Yeah. That's yeah. a huge question. <laughs> then they don't play till Saturday, Sal. Right. They got their one win. Does Butler play Tuesday night? Has anybody, would, is there a word think, on this? Has anybody I would heard think yet? He's, I mean, the line's at minus 305 money line for the Knicks right now. So that's. Yeah. So minus seven of, and 305. Thank you, Brian. All right. Like, I mean, looks like he's not playing right now right i'm gonna have to yeah. find something to parlay the knicks with that i i can't take that straight up for well, as much as i like it celtics for are as right much there as these teams you. cover the spreads when they win but. well uh, the other thing is uh to to for the knicks to win the series is minus is plus 125 so that's not bad either if you think it's coming down the wire you need to bet the heat in game seven i don't know you're getting two pluses there but mm. anyway interesting series interesting law i mean first of all Brian, what was it? All road teams, uh, the four road teams in hockey and basketball. Yep, uh, thirty-eight to 38 one. Thirty-eight to Is that one. Thirty-eight to one. And you know, three Son of those were get three. God. Three of those game sevens on the road. I mean, again, NHL, anything could happen. But it was interesting right. that all three road game seven teams won. And so the other one, Warriors crushed the Kings one twenty one hundred. Um, I don't know, man. They just seem like they have another gear that some of these other teams don't. Maybe it's from not being there before. Maybe because Steve Kerr has more control of his team than some of these other guys are. Uh, Steph Curry getting 50 on the road in game seven 
doesn't hurt. But Harry, uh, now minus 165 versus the Lakers. And they win road games now. Like that was the difference, yeah. right? They were 11 and 11 and 30 in the regular season. They won three road games in a hostile spot there in Sacramento. But uh, I'd be I'd be nervous if uh, the Warriors came to town. Yeah, I mean, look, the last two, uh, last two they took uh, in Sacramento, they look good doing it. And of course, they lose game six at home and don't look good in that game. Interesting, but uh, you just mentioned Curry, fantastic sell, 50 points. Uh, Fox had nothing left in the tank. Uh, but my plus one and a half Sacramento wins, but this is going to be fun. Lakers uh, for the series. Uh, Lakers, Warriors uh, going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think a lot of points, too. Brian, our friend Alec is a huge Steph Curry fan. He's like, well, this is, there's no doubt now he's top five. And it made me think like, all right, well, who are you kicking out of the five then? Is it uh Wilt's out? No, uh, what are you going to do? Bird? We're going to MJ LeBron. Who, who I'm trying to think, how hard is this conversation going to be when people absolutely must make lists of top five? How hard is this conversation going to be like 70 years from now? Oh yeah. You know, when there's another 20 <laughs> great players that we, we're, we don't even know of right now. Uh, look, people have to uh, s- sorry, Brian. Go no, yeah. no, I was going to say just that, yeah, it's going to be really tough with all these sports, right? When you go a hundred years out, another hundred years out, you're going to have, yeah, another 10 to 20, <laughs> Even 20, you're going to, yeah, Even 20 years. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, a hundred, yeah. A hundred years out, you're going to get like another, you know, like eight guys, right? Five to five to 10 well, guys. They already put the like French great. guy in the top 10. He hasn't played in the NBA <laughs> at all. He's already in the top. Yeah, but what 10. if Curry winds up with five championships? Well, that's got three. That's what if, the he thing. Up if, if he wins another one this year, it's, it's, I mean, yeah. yeah. Parley kid. I have this a feeling you disagree. You say he has some work to do. I look, do I wish the Knicks way would have taken him no. back? Uh, if we can go back to when he was drafted. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, that being said, 50 points. You took 38 shots. Yeah. You, right. you, you took 38 shots. If you take 38 shots, you should be close to 50 points. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm just, I, look, if you actually look at that game, there were just nothing. I don't even know how they get to 120 when uh-huh. they actually shot as poorly as they did. Between yep. Curry, Wiggins, and Clay Thompson, they were 10 for 33 shooting threes yesterday. Mm-hmm. 10 for 30. That's not lights out. Let's, yes. I mean, big shots. Yes. Seven for 18 from three from Curry. I. That's okay. That's okay. That's not bad. Right. But if you, we, you know, we've gone through this before with other players, like 38 shots is a lot. You know, you, you, you got some free throws. I don't know. 50 points. Great game. I think yesterday was a product of Sacramento just playing a terrible second half. Yeah. Sacramento was not up for that challenge when the going got tough. They they checked out. And and the the, the Warriors, like you said, they do have a second gear. They're a great one of the all-time great teams. Curry is one of the all-time great players. Let's put him in the top yeah. 15. They Let's remember the Sacramento had one of the worst defenses in the league, too. So a lot of easy baskets uh, inside for Golden State, too. Just two. That's all. That's really what it came down to. Harry was those. Yeah. The, the higher. I mean, Clay. Clay and Wiggins were nine 
for 35 yesterday. That was terrible. Yeah, and I was thinking, like, why Corny? And you win by 20? I I know the the 50's a great number. and You have to comment on 50 every time it happens in a playoff game, especially if it's Steph Curry. But, you know, and I said, wow, Sacramento 12 for 47 from three. The Knicks, these home teams from three was dismal yesterday. Yeah, the Warriors, you're right, Barlicket, not much better. 15 for 46, so well, the, uh, not the game seven. The, the, That's almost 100 shots and 27 went well, in. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, Curry actually was better inside the paint. Yeah, Making yeah. shots, going. He, he was, look, he was great. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't think this should elevate him to saying now. I'm with you. That, yeah. uh, let's put him in the top five. Yes, because he beat Sacramento on thirty-eight shots. Darren, you right. think you think Sorry. Darren, you think Curry fifty points? Yeah, against Sacramento's crappy day, you probably figure he had twelve threes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. Harry. Uh, they were that, that's what I'm saying, right? Well, exactly. that's the gear. That's that's the difference. What I think he could do. Of course, he's going to make between um, four and fifteen threes in a game, well, but. The, I mean, when he's dribbling around, when he's dribbling around the the paint and everything, and just making everybody look stupid. Right. Let's yeah. talk about Looney. Twenty one rebounds in thirty minutes. Right. Like, let's talk about Cheers. that. That's super impressive. Yeah. yeah. That Not might be better than impressive. fifty points on thirty eight shots. And and that's if that keeps up, forget it. The Lakers, I don't think, have a chance. That's like I said, minus one sixty five. Let's pick it right now, Parley kid. Who wins that series? I thought it'd be a little higher. They were two seventy <sighs> against the the Kings. And they they weren't home for it, and so now that now they have home court and minus one sixty five. I know it's the Lakers, so that's built in. I I, I would take the Warriors probably in Seven, six here. Uh, what do you six. like? Yeah, not as many. Yeah, no, I think so. I'm taking I, the Lakers. I think, that's series, right. I think so. the war, Warriors. Taking the Lakers. Warriors in seven. Probably yeah. Lakers. Lakers. This could be LeBron's last stand. I think the Lakers. Have they, like I said, the Vanderbilts, the Hachimoras, they've made a huge difference mm-hmm. to this team. I I think they win this series. I think the Lakers mm. win this series, Sal, because of those those additions that they've made. The GM did a nice job of going under the radar for some of these guys. And it's mm. really, I mean, look, to me, this is great. I'd love to see a game seven, LeBron versus Curry. Yeah. How about this? That's for the well, top five. LeBron's top five, five of all time. He's got it. I was going to say, winner loses, leaves the top five. <laughs> <laughs> well, loser leaves the top five. All right. But or LeBron's in. LeBron's in. Steph Curry in. leaves the top five. Maybe just that. <laughs> uh, uh, Harry, who would you pick? I'm with you, Sal. I'm with the, I, I like Warriors at six, but uh, Darren makes a good point against Looney. Looney versus Davis down low will be yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. Oh man, the the fact that they got the Schneid, the eleven, uh, like I said, 11, 11 and thirty in the regular season with road wins. Mm-hmm. So now, who cares? That's a you don't can't even bring that up anymore after no. uh, three playoff road wins. All right, let's do tonight. Celtics nine and two fourteen and a half is the over under against the Sixers game one that went down. Did I miss something? It was ten ten and a half uh, late last night or early this yeah. morning. Now it's nine. Nothing, right? Everybody's playing. Everything. Uh, still not. No word on Embiid, but probably not playing. Yeah, da- right. Or is da- he he's starting? I mean, doubtful, which means he'll start, right? And that I, I yeah, told exactly. you that's what happens, right? Fox last week, doubtful, he plays. Questionable, out, well, questionable, out. That's usually for whatever. I mean, this is just mm. not with his knee. They're talking about platelet-rich plasma treatment on his injured knee, and what's it going to look like if he's out anyway? Um, 
I'm going Celtics money line. So I want to get that closer to even. And I'm tying it with Horford over one and a half threes. And that, that gets me at minus 125. I think this is too long a layoff for the Sixers. And, you know, it's nice to have rest. But when they can't even benefit with Embiid being there, which it looks like, then it's not good. Uh, Hofford, on the other hand, two or more in six of his last eight games. That's three-pointers I'm talking about. He takes a lot. He's um, taken four attempts or more in eight of the last mm. ten. Almost 44% from behind the arc versus Philly this year. Big Al has those big games in the playoffs, as we know. Last year, he was 47 from 98 from three, which is insane for a guy his size. Give me the Celtics money line. I'm going to tie it to Horford over one and a half threes. That's minus 125. Bri, you're going over. You got bit by the by the total yeah. in the uh in the Knicks series, but going over here. Yeah, over 214 and a half. I think it's a little low. I, I feel like without Embiid, there's probably a pretty good pace to this game. And the Celtics have been a good over team all season. I, as a home team, they've they've hit on the over at uh over 60% clip. Uh they've gone over in their last four playoff games. I think the 76ers are going to be playing catch up. Uh, somewhat this whole game, which I think will will lead to more scoring and somewhat of a faster pace. So I'm going to I know this this line has gone up a little yeah. bit. It was 213 earlier. It's gone to 214 and a half. So I, I like the over. All right. Parley K. Jalen Brown seems unstoppable. 24 and a half is what yeah. you have his total at. Yeah, I think that's doable for Brown, right? Yeah. Uh, over 24 and a half at minus 121. Average 26.7 points a game. Uh, in round one, three straight games over 30 points. Um, boy, just, I don't know. Is this guy the most underrated player in the league? Yeah, maybe. Like, I, I don't know if he gets uh, the, the talk that he, he deserves. He's fantastic player. Does a little bit of everything, right? Inside, outside, rebounds. But, well, what, what, doesn't he, what doesn't he do? Let's go Brown over 24 and a half points. I think... Uh, you know, he's if, if Tatum is one is A, he's one B. He's really mm-hmm. right there. He's not even number two. He's he's really right there with Tatum. Yep. All right, Harry. Uh we got player prop under Harris. Rebounds. Under seven and a half rebounds, guys. At minus that's a big number. Minus one fifty seven, but I'm going to That's under not seven. big for you. Come on. That's, that's not right. big. Don't say it's big. <laughs> yeah. That's that's, per- that's perfectly reasonable for you. Minus one fifty seven. Rebounded series versus the Nets, but versus Boston, he's gone uh over seven boards just one time in his last eight games. And in four regular season games this year, he had a grand total of twelve rebounds. I'm gonna go under seven and a half. All right. Uh, let's see here. So let's, uh, we didn't pick the series yet and you got all sorts of adjusted numbered series on Caesars. You could jump on. I'm going Celtics minus two and a half games. So that means they win four Oh or four one. I get even odds on this. I don't think these are games without Embiid. I really don't. I know they were 11 and five without him, but I don't see them winning either of the games in Boston without him. Um, again, I'm betting on something that we don't know if he's going to be there. I just don't, if he is, I don't think he's effective. Horford's probably the best at guarding him anyway, really might be the best in the league at guarding him. If you look at the last few playoff Mm. matches, matchups and, uh, and you know, regular season, they hit him four times. Um, I'm assuming Jalen Brown Tatum keep up their round one proficiency. Harden's knee isn't a factor too. I mean, could you see it halfway through the series? We see Harden and Embiid are out. You know, so I could definitely see that. Uh, plus, he's got to get back to Vegas and start slapping people again. It's been a long time. <laughs> 4-0 or 4-1 Celtics, minus two and a half games, even odds. Parley kid, brother Bri, you're taking uh, Bri 4-1 you're going. 
you get definitely a better price. Yeah, plus two thirty at four one. Look, the Embiid injury does suck. I think this would have. I think this would have been a close series with him. Uh, I think it maybe would have gone seven games potentially. Um, but I, I usually as the home team, right? You're looking at probably either winning in games five or seven. Likely, I know that didn't necessarily happen in the last round. Uh, but I don't see the Seventy mm. Sixers winning a game on the road here unless Embiid is back and just dominating or just a terrible shooting night, uh, Celtics will steal one in Philly here. So yeah, 4-1. Paul, like, kid, there's probably people listening to us like, what are you, didn't you see the Celtics struggle with the Hawks? It went to six, and uh, but you think Philly's going to bow out early, but you have a 4-1 also. 4-1 here, Sal. Yeah, I think the Celtics got a bit of a wake-up call, and the, uh, the Hawks are uh, a talented team. They've, they had some guys really step up in the playoffs. Just one of those rounds... Um, the Sixers, I think they're just uh, the Celtics are a really bad matchup for the Sixers here. Um, Celtics, uh, I, I look, I, I have them right. I think I had them winning the whole thing this year, so I'm not changing my mind here. I think that it's the better all-around team. I think they play um, some better overall defense uh, than the Sixers do on a minute-to-minute basis. Uh, you forget guys, you know, guys like Marcus Smart are just tenacious on that end of the ball. Those, those guys are going to make a difference All right. uh, in this series. And with the Embiid, look, even if he plays, it looks like he's going to be hobbled. I just don't think a, a James Harden led team mm-hmm. here for the Sixers uh, can, can match up very well with the Celtics. So Celtics four to one at plus two thirty. Harry, you think it's a closer, longer series, Philly plus a game and a half plus half, plus one forty five. Yeah, when we gave out our picks to, to, for the championship, I gave out uh, Phoenix versus Philadelphia. So uh, this Embiid situation kind of sucks, but uh, I will take the plus one and a half and the plus money. Um, I think the top four, even uh, without uh, without Embiid, I think the top three players, uh, Harris, Maxey, and Harden, are better than the top three players. The Hawks had to offer it. Sal, you mentioned that series still went six. Uh, Tucker uh, could be a very key part here playing defense on Brown. If you can contain them a little bit, maybe they can steal one on the road. I'll take a shot with a Sixers with plus money and plus one and a half still. And B, give it a shot, though. Give it a go. I wonder yep. if uh, – I hope he's listening. I hope that's just the motivation he needs to uh, <laughs> lace up the the, <laughs> the sneakers tonight. If he goes Celtics 4-3, it's 4-1. to one. If he goes Sixers 4-3, it's 9-1. to one. Is that um, – isn't that better than what you just said? I don't know. I got confused. I'm sorry. Babyface is um, texting me stats that I already gave. Yes, I know. <laughs> 11 and 5 without MB. Uh, so, but uh, all right. So there you go. Harry, think about that at 4 3 for each side, though, because you get 4 yeah. 1 and 9 to 1. Uh, Denver and Phoenix, Denver minus 4 and 229. The over under, they cruised the other day. It was that Saturday, 125. 107 is close to the most of the first half. And then they just poured it on Jamal Murray, 34 Jokic, 19 uh, rebounds. I'm not going to get cute with a player prop here. I'm just going to take Denver minus four mm. at home. They're 38 and seven against the spread. They're 25, 14 and one at home. Uh, you know, they, they, if they're going to win that rebounding battle, how soft was eight? And I think I sent well, you guys a so, clip. Oh my gosh. That was one of the worst things I've, I've just, seen. What really basically had a seat in the front row from the thing I showed you, just like uh, there's a battle for a rebound for a good seven to 10 seconds. And he Sons wanted soft. nothing to do with it. Right. And here's the thing. I know I get on everybody's case for not shooting their threes and I want to see more twos. 
Phoenix doesn't shoot threes. 53% of their shots came from mid-range in round one, which I don't have a problem with if you're going to rebound. But Denver won the rebounding battle 49-38, and they had 16 offensive rebounds. So the Suns, mm. I don't know. It's 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 asking a lot of a team to come out there and all of a sudden shoot threes when they don't do that. Plus, their bench struggled. We talked about it all along. Like This is why these guys are playing big minutes. Durant and uh, Booker, their bench was 8 for 21. The home team's won six of the last seven meetings. I think it's 118-106 final. Give me Denver. Minus the four. Harry, you think this is a big uh, KD game? Yeah, I'm going to go over 28 and a half at minus 123. Three games mm-hmm. versus Denver in a Suns uniform for uh, KD. 29 or more in all three of them. Being down one one nil in the series, uh, they're going to have to uh, figure. He's going to have probably take more shots than usual. He's got 19 shots each in his last two games. We mentioned soft bench for Phoenix. Not a lot of scoring there either. Uh, and Durant only went to the free throw line four times last game. I think he finds his way to the line more over 20 and a half. Like I said, three games in the Suns uniform against Denver, all 29 or more. All right. And Harry really is taking a chance here. Minus 123. I mean, he really must really sticking it out. This is not <laughs> out of his comfort zone. Durant over 28 and a half. What about my plus 145 Sixers? What was it? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, for the series bet. All right. Uh, Booker over two and a half threes plus 118. Parley kid. Yeah, we just talked about their lack of three pointers yeah. uh, for the Suns. I think they got to return to, uh, you know, tr- you know, going uh, from three a little bit more. I mean, prior he only took one three pointer uh-huh. uh, in, in this last game. I mean, which means one Denver obviously was doing a pretty good job guarding the three that he couldn't get threes off. So they might have to run some set plays for Booker to get him open. I think they do that here in this game. I mean, in the four. Prior games to that against the Clippers, he had gone for 14 threes in, in four games prior, averaging huh. uh, over, uh, actually averaging 3.5 threes a game uh, in his previous four. So I think he kind of reverts back to that, especially for a Phoenix team that's going to need uh, to be at their best and, and shoot the best. So let's take him at a plus number to go over two and a half uh, at plus 118. Booker, All right. over two and a half. Uh, Bri, this is an under under the radar pick here. Murray, top scorer, plus four hundred. Everybody's probably betting Booker or Jokic or Durant. Playoff, Murray. yeah, play, yeah. playoff, Murray, four to one. Four to one. Talked I, about I that. do think I would. I probably think I might actually take Booker and Murray. I know Booker's plus one fifty on this, but Murray much better value. And playoff Murray is just a mm. different player. In his last three home games, last three home playoff games, I should say, it's had 34, 35, and forty. And he's averaging 23 shots per game in those three. So I, I just think that's great value for a guy that you know is going to show up in this game. I Jokic at four to one, you just you just never know. Sometimes you're just willing to pass a little too much. But Murray has no problem taking shots in these home games for sure. You know, if you're building an NBA team, it might not be the worst idea to have a Jamal Murray on your roster, a uh, – Jimmy Butler on your roster. Don't play him a lot during the regular season. Make sure you get in that seven to ten, and then just uh, then just let it fly. Right? You know those guys are going to step up yeah. in April and May and beyond, probably. Yeah. Am I the only guy? I, I could be wrong here. I'm not gloating here at all yet because it's not over. But am I the only one who picked Denver out of our group? 
to win the series? No, Harry's the only no, one that did. I think Harry I think. just Harry. <laughs> well, you guys were on it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. But now, now it's going to lose, Paul. Like, thanks for that. <laughs> no, I know. Look, only because I actually thought Denver. If you remember, I thought they should have been favored going into the series. I, I they, I, you know, ha- Harry mentioned two years ago they got swept. Right? Was that the Western Conference semifinals by the Suns, Harry, in twenty one? Yeah. I just think Jokic is so much better. Aiton was better than Jokic back then, right? Maybe, you know, MVP votes aside, you know, when they stepped up one-on-one, there was a difference. That is that is completely turned around two years yeah, later, definitely. right? So I think that could be the difference. All right, speaking of how you build a team, we're going to take a break and we'll talk NFL draft, hockey. We got so much more. Oh, Marty Mortenweg is coming on. What if I'm going to ask him about his silly name when he comes on? We'll be right back. <laughs> Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OmahaFull and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and older only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wagers only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet is $1,250. The bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, it's 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. All right, NFL draft, uh, seven rounds, Kansas City. Look good. Oh, man, so nice to give the fans something uh, to look forward to in Kansas City. But um, no, it's uh, they, they do a good job. Uh, it's a whole weekend party there. Um, Kansas City, good host. Let's talk about these. I mean, I don't know. I just the, the big story to me is we could talk about the quarterbacks and everything. I think we discussed that Thursday night. But these Eagles taking and trading for all Bulldogs. They get DeAndre Swift in a trade. Last year, they draft Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean. This year, Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. Parley kid, it makes me think that fire all the scouts. Nobody needs to check out the, you know, the the long snapper from Liberty anymore. Let's just watch January football and focus on the Georgia Bulldogs because we know they play for a disciplinarian coach. And we know if they made it that far, um, that they're solid and they know how to play. They're not going to get nervous about anything. Physically, there's amongst the best players. I don't know. There's something to be said about just drafting bulldogs and you know, Alabama. Well, you, what you're doing Ohio is State you're guys. drafting yeah. winning players, Sal. And I've yep. said this in all drafts. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like when the Knicks got Brunson, like and people were like that, like just not happy with it. And I was like, Brun- Brunson is a winning type of player. There's some people that are winning type of players. These teams are looking for. High character guys, even though I guess the jury's out on Carter. I won't I won't slam the kid. Mm-hmm. He, I'm sure he feels terrible about what happened. But, you know, it's about finding guys who know how to win and what the expectations are yep. uh, in winning. So kudos to the Eagles for having a great Jeff. But we can't you can't get too high or too low about your team's draft until really the after the year is over, Sal. And I'm sure we'll talk oh, about yeah, the Cowboys least, here in a moment. At least. I mean, we see all these draft least, grades and everything. I, it's like really it's a three year, three year process. But yeah, I, right. I, I, I get that people like raids and stuff like that. Brian, you happy with the, the Raiders, what they did? A uh, solid draft. You know, I like their first couple of picks. I like the first uh, through the fourth round. I like the, the kid Bennett they took from Maryland, the D back, the, t- the, mm-hmm. the receiver Tucker from Cincinnati. I didn't love because whenever they start a guy, you know, you take them at the beginning of the fourth round, whenever it's like this guy's main job is returning kicks in, in the NFL where you, you rare, yeah. rarely see it anymore. I'm like, oh, that's not great. And he's a he's a very he's a tiny receiver. But, you know, the back half of that draft, I didn't love. But the top half, I, I liked a lot. Yeah. I mean, you got Michael Mayer. I don't think we got to talk about it because we that didn't was, No, uh, Yeah. I, I yeah. wasn't expecting yeah. that. I mean, I wasn't expecting, I mean, I love the pick, but I, 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 did, well, I didn't never think... expecting when someone's over under is 25 and you get them at 35 and you're the Raiders, right? right? We're, usually like, oh the God, yeah. we, we're on the right side of that thing. <laughs> the correct side. Yeah. Uh, doesn't make sense. There you go. Parlay kid, the Cowboys. I don't know. seems like uh fun names. I, I think they did an okay draw. I, I, I just don't get excited about these anymore because I have to see how it turns out. Well, that's that's the thing, Sal. So yeah. for the Cowboys, at least if if you look at just what the Cowboys did, it depends on if you look at the grades they got, ranging anywhere from like 
D's right. to A's from certain guys. Pete Prisco on CBS gave the Cowboys an A. Right. Um, Prisco's usually pretty good. He only gave four teams an A. Cowboys were one of those four teams. A lot of C's from the Cowboys. I think if you look at it like this, I, because the Cowboys did ad- address needs, right? Like a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what really was, I thought, their primary need was like a D tackle. So, but it seemed like everybody they picked in this draft was, I think, at least according to the mocks, was probably one round sooner than every guy they took was projected, right? So even their first guy, some people had him late first, but he was more, it seemed like, of a second-round grade. They took him in the first. The guy that they took in second round, you know, had more of a third-round grade, and so on and yeah. so forth. But I thought it was overall solid draft. I think they plugged some needs. Um, I think, I, I know they people harp on, what, what, what a nice little thing they did for uh, Deuce Vaughn's dad, who works on the staff, they yeah. took this kid, Deuce Vaughn. Uh, the kid's a player. To me, that was the most exciting pick the Cowboys I made. Know. We love him. How we've are you seen these him? scrappy little yeah. backs mm-hmm. come in and be pains in the butts right. for other teams. And man, this this is a kid with over 30 rushing touchdowns, 3,300 yards rushing in his last two years playing in a pretty solid conference. And those don't even include his receiving stats. Right. I, like great pick right there. I don't care. It was a, it was a night. It was a beautiful thing for the Cowboys to do. Lots but, of fun. And, but it must've uh, annoyed you. I mean, you have like 17 kids that you never forced your way into a draft room. And uh, I mean, really held, held management hostage, which is what um, Deuce Vaughn's son. No, he did. No, it was actually very touching the way they did it. Yeah. I did like Deuce Vaughn. I can't yeah. say, uh, no doubt about it, but you uh, bet the player props has, a lot. Has anyone been more sell any coaching staff go more crazy for a seventh round pick ever in draft history? His father's in the room, Harry. His father. I know. All right. Better what is Harry's course? What are you oh, talking Jesus. about? Better make uh, the team. They Darren. weren't. They they were happy for the father. They were celebrating for the father. Oh, like, that's okay, awesome. okay, but yeah. still, seventh round pick. Better make the team. <laughs> I think he'll make the team. <laughs> I actually do. I don't understand. I but, guarantee. Uh, I bet as Harry. I'll bet you that he makes the team. Yeah. What's he gonna wear? He's twenty two in uh, in college. What are they going to do with that? That's true. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Harry, your father never got excited for you. What's the most excited your father got for you in a sports um, environment? Uh, told him a whole bunch of stories over the weekend here in, uh, in, uh, in Spain. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't care for too many of them. So I don't know. So can you ask Harry <laughs> um, how is his what favorite team did in the draft? Yeah, well, no, I wasn't going. I don't. I, it's funny right, when I made that list. He doesn't even have a team. No, oh I know. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. right. I forgot. When are you going to pick a team, Harry? Very soon. Joel kind of has the inside scoop on who I'm taking, so uh, okay. I'm not going to list yet. But it's, I think the Vikings are off the board. I'm, I'm not. I'm off the Vikings. It's a new team. What? All right. Uh, I mean, you, you should be in the Ring of Honor for Minnesota. Oh, Brian, you, Brian, hung, you may be right. With them. You may be right. <laughs> Uh, Will Levis goes to the Titans. I talked to one uh, very conservative Titans fan who watched all Will Levis's games at Kentucky. He's not happy. I won't say who it is, but he is not happy with this pick. Says Levis is junk. Uh, big SEC fan. Hendon Hooker to the Lions. Stetson Bennett to the Rams. Um, Sean, where did Sean Clifford go? I forgot where, where did he even go. Green Bay. That's right. Oh, that's yeah. Right. That no, was it was. I was surprised about that one. But yeah, 
Interesting. Uh, Ethan Evans, punter from Wingate. That was fun to see from the Rams. And not that he's going to play or start, but the Chargers, Max Duggan goes, right? And they get nice. two TCU receivers, right? That's interesting. Yep. Brian, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Uh, two, not like he's going to start. Uh, that's but, a good yeah, question. They got, yeah. I, I, yeah, they took two I'm t- sure, TCU I'm receivers. sure it's happened, but didn't. I, I, yeah. I couldn't good. recall. You, you're I seeing recall more it. and more of it, Sal. Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys' first two picks were Michigan guys, I think. Right. You're seeing more and more guys from winning programs. Yeah, simplify I, the I process, basically, especially since everyone's so swung and missed the right. last couple well, of decades for the most part. That was a problem with the Raiders with Gruden. I mean, we were drafting mm-hmm. Clemson guys like – it was it was Clemson or Alabama guys, and, and that didn't that didn't help us. So it, it doesn't necessarily always work out. Hey, Sal, if I could, yeah, let me give a shout out to John Glenn graduate, Stony Brook football player, Mikey Meatballs, former wrestling partner in high school, Damian Caffrey, for being signed by the Chicago Bears tight end. Wow. Huge kid, about 6'6", six, six, probably about 260 at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and nice, uh, as, as nice of a kid as you can find to uh, a mother that was uh, always so supportive at the games. You'd always hear her cheering. Nice. Uh, so congratulations to uh, John Glenn's own Damian Caffrey who'll be in Bears training camp and a good friend of uh, Mikey Meatballs. So, Very good. Nice what, work. what college did he go to? Starting right. Oh, Stony Brook. Yeah, right. Stony, Stony Very Brook. good. But uh, it's weird because the Bears drafted another Glenn kid, Maya my, Costin's kid, right? Years ago. Now he was years in ago. the he was in their camp. He wasn't well, drafted they draft by them. Oh, okay, right, right. right. Five, so right. Sal, that makes it five kids that the Parlay kid has coached that wow. has gone that have gone onto a camp. Look at now, that. Now I've had very little to do with any of their success. The Why are we even having Marty Morningwood? I didn't ruin it. Longer, you didn't ruin it. Did not ruin them. That's okay. it. That's like the best thing yeah. I could say. Well, Harry says this is nice and everything, but Damian Caffrey, he says, has to make the team. Otherwise, it, this is a waste <laughs> to talk about. Yeah. I, I look. I give him a shot because he's he's a he's really athletic and yeah. he's a he's a monster. He's such a big kid. Right. He's he's huge. He was a good he he's was a huge. good wrestler too. So. Mike yeah. Meatballs, why aren't you at 260? I'm working on you it. I'm get getting you there. there. I'm about, about 55 <laughs> pounds away. All right, you'll get <laughs> there. I will give you to September. And uh, Babyface, Mr. Arello. Oh, by the way, Bumper Pool. Bumper Pool was our NIL athlete last nice. season. And he made it to the Panthers, right? Linebacker for Arkansas. He did a great job. Uh, we're, very, we're very happy for him. Uh, it gets right there in that uh, unbelievable, right there in that mix with the Panthers. Good year for the Panthers in hockey. So let's see if that continues. And Babyface, who's the uh, Mr. Irrelevant, the Rams guy? Uh, Dijuan Johnson. Dijuan Johnson. All right. Hopefully could have him on later Please in the week. Please check your DMs if you're listening. I think Harry, By the Harry way, we got checked, that right. Yeah. Harry said defensive player. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. Last year, we I remember trying to go after Brock Purdy, and he just uh, immediately turned us down, right? As Mr. Irrelevant, oh, yes. hopefully we yes, have better luck with that. Yep. All right. Someone who's not turning us down. Let's bring him in right now. Our guest. All right. Let's bring in our guest now. He's a former NFL head coach of the Detroit Lions, also offensive coordinator for the Eagles, Jets, Ravens. He brings five decades of football experience, which is almost 
as long as Stetson Bennett, I think. I don't know. It's probably close. Uh, you could see and hear his insightful analysis on the 33rdteam.com. Marty Morningweg, thanks for being here, Marty. It is great to be here. What great <laughs> excitement we had Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, right? This is one of those things where these young men have been possibly dreaming about this since they were 8, 10, 12 years old. Uh, and, and the NFL has done a great job of making this thing exciting for not only the players and 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 the coaches and the personnel, men, but also the fans. Yes, they did. Now, it always was at Radio City Music Hall, and everybody thought this was a big money grab when they announced they would take it on the road to various cities. But I think it's a, a tremendous idea. Like you said, the excitement, well, it's obvious. It still is uh, spilled over on you, and it hasn't left you at all. It's, uh, it's really great. And it also gives these cities that aren't going to get a Super Bowl anytime soon uh, you know, a chance to have a party for a weekend. I think you called yeah. it exactly. And what great coincidence they picked Kansas City years ago to have it there in Kansas City is coming off of a Super Bowl win. So it was great excitement. There's a, a, a thousands and thousands of people at the site. Uh, so I really enjoyed it. You know, Cousin Sal, I dipped my toe into the media. First of all, I never thought I'd do it. Second, <laughs> I didn't know if I'd be any good at it. Third, I didn't know if I'd really like it, but I'm having a blast doing things like this with you. I think, well, we're honored to have you, and I do think you're doing a great job. It was a nice pivot for you, and quarterbacks are your specialty. I hope you don't mind me saying, but you've, you've worked with the best of them, and maybe they owe uh, their success to you. But let's start with that, because a lot of the experts, which I think you're one of, predicted five quarterbacks going in the first round, but only three went. We, we had a weird thing where 14 quarterbacks in general were drafted. That's the most ever, but only three in the first round, which is less than the five that were predicted by most. Why do you think, uh, why do you think Will Levis slipped? Why do you think Hendon Hooker slipped? Do you think the three that are in there should be in there for good? Yeah, well, first of all, this young from Alabama. All right. Mm -hmm. Calculated risk because of his size. However, when you're missing something, right? And 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 he's 5'10. I, I know about 5'10 quarterbacks, cousin Sal. I was one. And, and, then, and then I've coached a bunch of guys that were uh 5'11, six foot, Steve Young, Garcia, the great Mike Vick, and many yeah. others. So, so you almost have to walk on water in all other aspects to make this thing work if you're Bryce Young, right? Uh, all right. Well, he's got that because he, what, what are quarterbacks? What are the, the, the critical aspects of playing quarterback in the National Football League? Right. Decision making, accuracy, timing, trust your instincts, trust your training and turn it loose. Bryce Young has that. And then C.J. Stroud, if you remember the rumors right before the draft on this test and everything, uh, he's got all that. I would expect both of those young men to do really well. The intriguing one, Cousin Sal, was Richardson from mm -hmm. Florida. 53% completion percentage, 6-7 and seven at Florida, right? A, a yep. losing record at Florida. you got to ask yourself why. Only 13 starts. Why on all these things? And if you feel comfortable, then grab him. Why? Because the man is so talented. He's he, he's got the side. He runs a 4-4. He's almost a pure passer, which does not correlate, cousin Sal. It doesn't mm -hmm. correlate to 53% completion. So I looked at right. that hard. 
<laughs> this was a man that I would have loved to have got my hands on. And because if you take talent and excellent training methods and then years of hard work, right, then you come out of the other end as a quality quarterback in the National Football League. Now, Levis, Cousin Sal, Levis slipped. I predicted on the 33rd team that at least one would slide. And I, and I thought it would probably be him. It's just the whole package. The talent level, does he have enough all-around all, all talent to play at a high level? And then the decision-making and accuracy and timing, they were there for certain games, right? Mm -hmm. But he hasn't stacked game after game after game after game. So uh, it did not surprise me that he slipped into the top of the second round. Howard Cousins out, top of the second round. That could be Jalen Hurts all over again, right? Yeah. So, so what a great opportunity this young man has. Absolutely. It sounds like you like Richardson standing out more than the others, even, like as far as a potential steal. But Levis is right. What bothered you more? What do you think bothered GMs more about Levis? Was it the potential toe injury, toe issues, or the fact that he eats a banana hole, which is disgusting as far as I'm concerned? Well, it, it looks like he's got a, a couple little quirks, right? And the social <laughs> media thing. And the, the one thing that I know, I know this, right? That, that, that you got to have some fun and put the hard work and preparation in because there is no substitute for the hard work and preparation that must go in uh, to right. win any game in the National Football League. And clowns uh, can't, can't, can't lead. They can't run a huddle. So, you know, too much is just bad as not enough. Look, this social media thing is taken off. I, it looks to me like he's he's got a little bit of that in him. You know, so yeah. that might have been a concern. But like I said, it was a the overall talent level. Uh, you know, some of the fellows uh, might trick you a little bit because they may be playing the quarterback position really, really well in college, right? But then you have to look at the overall talent because because if you if you can shake and bake a little bit, but but your talent level is not quite as high as others, that stuff sometimes disappears once you step on an NFL field. You know, Cousins, now the other thing that I've, 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 I've learned throughout the years is that mm -hmm. toughness and character go a long, long way. I've coached some of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play. Every one of them tougher than nails. So that comes mm -hmm. into play as well. Uh, as well as the character, and then and then the other thing uh, is is quarterbacks come from all different avenues, right? And then and then sometimes sometimes some of these young men seamlessly transition into the NFL and play at a high level really quickly. Others, and they end up being great quarterbacks. It might take two or three years, yeah, and then they hit it. So so all these quarterbacks, this will be an interesting next half a decade. Uh, to, to follow all these guys. Yeah, and for sure. And, you know, like I mentioned, 14 quarterbacks were selected. They're calling it the Brock Purdy effect, right? So he had such success at San Francisco before he got injured in the playoff game. We know about the top three quarterbacks. We know Hendon Hooker, Will Levis. What about some of these bottom half, like the bottom eight? Do you see any standing out, any jumping out there and doing what Brock Purdy did at Jake Hayner uh, from Fresno State and went to the Saints, Stetson Bennett even? Georgia went to the Rams. Aiden O'Connell, Purdue went to the Raiders. Any of those guys or any others? Well, there will be one that, that, is, that was selected in the bottom half or even a college free agent, right? Mm -hmm. uh, 
that will end up being really good in the National Football League. In fact, I made a call to one of my buddies who's in administration there at Fresno to ask about the young man from Fresno. And he had nothing but great things to say because why did I make the call? I really liked him on the film. I thought he had a possibility, a possibility uh, to be a backup in the NFL and then almost all backups get their opportunity at some point, right? Because it's all because what? Uh, Injury? Or they lay a big egg on the 50. I'm talking about the start. And then here comes this young man and he gets an opportunity. Sometimes they hit it on their first opportunity. Sometimes it's their second or third, as long as they get that many, right? But this is a young man out of Fresno State that I liked on film. I I, I did make one call on him. I think he's got a chance. And look at look at 14 quarterbacks. It's usually around that 9 to 12 that, yeah. that were typically drafted. So, yes, I think this Purdy man in San Francisco uh, may have clicked. Now, I will tell you, Cousin Sal, every organization I was with, we wanted to select a quarterback every year. Not that we did it because it just didn't fall right. But And typically, if we had our quarterback, uh, starting quarterback settled, right, and typically it was a really good one, we were looking at that sixth and seventh round to find a diamond in the rough. That, yeah. that we could train for a couple of years and make him look really good in preseason. And then he's either our next one or great trade value because the quarterback position is the most important position in all of sports. No question about it. I was looking at, what was it, 2001, 2002, when you were head coach of the uh, Lions? It was those, it was those two years, right? You had, they, I don't want to, I don't, know how to exactly put this because I don't want you to offend anyone, but you look at the lions from this year and everything they do. They drafted a running back, Jameer Gibbs, they're wheeling and dealing Deandre Swift. They're favored to win the NFC North, but it's because they're making moves and they're active. You on the other hand, were saddled with Ty Detmer and avian Kaysan and Ruben drones and bird Emanuel. That was your offense. Be honest, be honest, please. Does it upset you a little? When you see this and say, hey, <laughs> where was the front office when I was in charge? Yeah. Well, I will tell you, the Detroit Lions, I'm rooting for them because okay. I've got some good friends on that staff. I know a couple of the players. They've done, and their head coach has set the standard, and, 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 and he set the, the hard work and preparation, and they play hard. Here's what the Lions have to do. They have to infuse that defense with some players. Because I think they're pretty good on offense, you know, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 they're creative, right? And they take their calculated risk and and they keep people off balance. And they've got some very good players. They need to infuse that defense with some quality players. And they did that just a little bit, and they'll they'll continue to do that. I'm rooting for the for the Detroit Lions. Now look at that. What you were talking about was so so long. We were we were like an expansion team. We had lost <laughs> a lot of the core players. Uh, due right. to uh, injury, career-ending injury before I got there. And, and that surprised me a little bit. I learned a lot from that experience. What do you think of what the Eagles did um, drafting exclusively Georgia Bulldogs? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of kidding when I say that, but they really are targeting one team. And in a way, I think it's smart. It's like, okay, we could check out the, the guard from Alcorn State, but – 
Why don't we look at Georgia, the team that wins every year, the team that's disciplined by a high-quality coach, a team that plays against good opponents every single week, right? The best of the best. These guys have survived what we would say is a good uh, training session in terms of building character and building a resume for the draft. Do you think it's smart to do it the way they've done it? Cousin Sal. The Philadelphia Eagles, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Look, at I was there for more than a decade. I know the mm-hmm. philosophy. Build a team inside out. And by that, what do I mean? O-line, D-line to rush the passer. Cover man and quarterback, right? Uh, a couple of years ago when I was there, we drafted the great Jalen Hurts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 what, what did they do? They got Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. They probably got... Maybe debatable, the best player in the draft at what slot nine and moved from 10 to nine. And then yep. they got another Georgia player. By the way, the Georgia connection, that is not a coincidence for all the things that you said. They yeah. are targeting players, great players now. They're good players out of a system and a culture. That's what they're doing. That they that they that they value that 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 culture at Georgia. And then they got an offensive tackle for my man, Jeff Stoutland, right? One of the great line coaches in the history of the game out of, out of, out of Alabama. So, so you got two defensive front type players and an offensive player. That's their philosophy. That's the way they see the game. They've got their quarterback situation taken care of. They probably need another player somehow, some way in the secondary. But other than that, one of the very best teams in the National Football League gets the best player in the draft. Uh, they're just loading up right i hate it as a cowboys fan i hate it i keep waiting for them to trip up and it just uh doesn't happen well i want to thank you for coming on and by the way congratulations not only on your success but doing it with the name marty morningwig i mean you really overcame a lot you were with that name you were destined to be like a tax lawyer or a, a morning weatherman or a supplement salesman, a hair supplement salesman, right? I mean, you really did. Good job uh, overcoming diversity. Hey, hey, the best thing about our name is everybody knows our name, right? That's what I talk. But the, the worst thing is everybody knows our name. So, so you, you know, you're right. I've got a call coming in. It was great being with you, Cousin Sal. Good job. Thanks, Marty. The 33rdteam.com. You can check them. Marty Morningwork. Thanks for coming on. All right, big man. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with NHL action. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, let's take it to the ice. Oh, my God. What the hell? What happened last night? What the hell really happened last night with the Avs losing to the Kraken and before that, the Bruins losing to the Panthers. Bruins uh, lose 4-3. They were down 2 nothing. They come back. They tie it. They go up 3-2, and then they give up a goal. Uh, the Panthers pull the goalie. It's it's knotted up just less than a minute to go in the uh, third. And then in overtime, the Panthers score and win. I mean, I, I don't know what goes on. Is this, though... This is not only the President's Cup. You could say, oh, it's the President's Cup curse. This was the greatest regular season of all time in terms of hockey standards. And I kind of think it's a big black eye for the sport. You don't need this right now. And trying to build a brand and the ones he gets picked off all the time and the best of all time in, uh, this, in, the, in the Bruins in the regular season. Harry, what do you think? I, I hear you, Sal, but I, I don't know if it's a black eye. It would have been great. It would have been great to see Bruins... Uh, against Maple Leafs, no doubt about it. But this Panthers team, 92 points this year, uh, you know, 122 last year, and they choked in the second round. This makes, by the way, guys, third straight year, the team who had the best uh, record, yeah. the most points right. in the season, three straight years haven't made it past the second round of the playoffs. Um, but this Boston team, I mean, up 3-1. <laughs> I mean, go 1-3 and three at home. They didn't yeah. lose a home game in the regular season for the first 24 games, lost four all season, and then lose three in the playoffs. Darren, we've said this before. Paul Maurice is something for a coach, huh? Yeah, he wins. Uh, look, I, I agree with you here, Harry. I mean, I, I don't think – I think if anything, it's a black eye for the Bruins. It's not a black eye for the sport uh, itself because, um, you know, most uh, hockey aficionados know, like, the idea is to get into the playoffs. I mean, maybe – Boston might look at things differently next year and say, look, we don't need to get 130 points. Let's get 105 and get in and go from there. Uh, don't always have to have the pedal to the metal, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, I know what you're saying in terms of matchups. Yeah, I mean, it does. It. Obviously, Boston, that market is much bigger than the Florida market, so that hurts the NHL in, in a way. But I also think it's exciting to know that Every team is in it, and it just shows this out. You know, when we grew up, what the Islanders did at that time was so impressive for the simple fact is when you have these runs like the Avalanche had last year, it is so hard to come back again and make another hockey run just for the simple fact is that you're tired. These guys play an extra two months of physical. I mean, if you're playing 20 playoff games in hockey, that's probably worth the equivalent of like 30 or 40 regular season games with the intensity and the overtimes that happen. So to come back and do it again, it's so hard. Well, so let's I, well, appreciate those I, I think the Islanders and, and Edmonton Oilers saved hockey and which is means this is, I mean, listen, it can't be both, right? So let's, if it's not this big a deal, I think we're letting the Bruins off the hook a little bit here. If it's not that big a deal, them losing the Panthers, then 
Let's never speak about any team that does well in the regular season. I don't even yeah, know if we should watch right. regular season games. No, but, so but, but it's got to be one or the, the other. It can't be. Can't here's have the everything. thing, though. It can't be, here's oh, the this thing. is the greatest team of all time. And yeah, whatever. This is playoff hockey is how it goes. I don't, I don't think you could have I, it both I, ways. No, I, and I agree with that. But, he, but here's the thing. Like, that's why I don't think anybody, I, myself included, I don't think anybody got too, maybe your Boston Bruins fans, friends, the friends that are fans did. But I don't think any of us got like, Oh, like Boston is unbeatable. There was, I don't think there was ever that because you have to be measured in hockey. Like, I don't think any hockey fan goes in and go, we're winning this series. Well, it's, it's very emotional. It's very close. There Nobody could always, be, there could always be a hot goalie. I get all that, but mm. odds wise, this, I don't know what, what, well, not odds wise. Cause you could go Tyson Douglas if you want to do something like that. But Trying to think of a team that was supposed to win. I don't know what stands up to like the Bucks losing in the first round. That that not not the same. I so, don't think. Bri, what do you think? The Patriots, Giants, when they were eighteen and one, like that. At least they made it to the Super Bowl. Like to get bounced after two weeks. No, I mean, you should be able to show your dominance over the eight seed. Yeah, fo- sorry, football is different um, with the one game, but it's weird how you know in a seven game series, hockey's almost becoming like March Madness, right? Like. It's yeah. it's super exciting, but you really don't know who's going to win. I'm, it's actually surprising that I, I know what we're saying with like the highest points teams, like the Avalanche were the best team last year and they won, which is surprising. The Lightning was probably the best team the two years prior they won. Um, so it is weird that we've probably had the three best teams win it the last three years. Um, uh, but it's become a crap. It's become a crap shoot. You, you cannot take. One thing you know for sure, you cannot take a like a minus two fifty favorite or minus three hundred favorite yeah. in these series because somebody's going to lose. But what yeah. were the Bruins? What were the Bruins when they're up three one? What were the odds? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, where yeah. do you want to take it from? Do you want to take it from right. when they completed their regular season or from when they were up three one? It's just um and guys and yeah. both of their losses, the last two losses, which I was on both the games for the Bruins, and I know me too, Harry me too. was. They had third period leads. Right. They had a third period lead yeah. yesterday yep. uh, with with uh, obviously not much time left. And, mm-hmm. and 10 minutes left in game, a six to wrap it up. So, yes, yeah, Sal, look. Yes, Bruins, you blew it. You, you're one of the, it's one of the biggest choke jobs in the history of sports. It really is. Let me just tell you why this but is bad. No Paul, like hockey it. fan is shocked. I know We're no one's shocked. shocked, but they should be a little bummed because I think hockey needs a team, team like four or five teams that really do well for the next half a dozen years. Really, if it's the Rangers and Bruins, and I know Toronto's not an American team, but put them in the mix and the Avs. I think you need you need some stability. I'm saying well, hockey you, specifically. You I really that. do. You're, you're, you had you're that good. with Tampa, though, right? Tampa just got bounced, and it's like, hey, great, Toronto's in. I know. I, like, well, so, I think the Florida teams are not appreciated. Damashek did I bring agree. that up. Again, aside from the Miami Sal. Dolphins, really, you know, Tampa got Brady, all right, but now any Panthers or Tampa Bay Lightning team or Devil Ray team or whatever they're called, I don't know. I know this doesn't bother you as much, Eddie Spaghetti, either, but the hockey junkies are going to – it doesn't matter, right? If it's the Kraken and – and Panthers in the finals, you're going to watch all the time. I just think it hurts the sport uh, in general. Oh, you want me to combine? Yeah, yeah I'm I mean, sorry. The, the, yeah, the, I, I mean, a, a Panthers cracking final to me, like, uh, you know, the the fair yeah. weathers or the, um, I don't know, the casual fans, I think will be like, oh, this is lame. But us diehards, it's like, 
Oh, awesome. The team, like Harry mentioned before, the Panthers were awesome last year, had a ton of points. It never really works out in this sport that the year that you think it's going to win, you win. It's usually the opposite of that. And the the Panthers now, you know, I I wonder if you guys and and meatballs would agree, but like Matt Kachuk may be the player you want the most in your team right now in in the playoffs. Like the way that he's turned it on for the Panthers has been unbelievable. Um, And then with the Kraken, you know, and I've been saying this on minus three to Dave and and other, other shows, if you look how the Kraken play the avalanche all year long, they just kind of had their number. The regular season for hockey is through 82 games. You basically need this time to figure out your lines, like figure out the chemistry, uh, make sure no top players are injured and then just get in the dance. Like, cause it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. You don't need to be even like the home ice has not even been a real advantage at all. In fact, no, the road, the road dogs been great. So yeah. it's, it's one of those things where you don't need the higher it's seat. The opposite. And, yep. and I think I, I don't have a problem with new, new blood in the, in the finals because we've had, you know, the East, especially is like, we've had how many years of Crosby in the Penguins, how many years of Ovechkin in the Capitals, like it's kind of tired. Right. So like, I like th- this new iteration of, of, the of, of it, but like, look, the Bruins, uh, apparently he's going to win the Vesna pretty bizarre, by the way, that he's going to win the Vesna, but all Mark, um, was pulled from that series. looks like he might've had an injury. I think the, the Bergeron injury kind of, screw some uh, stuff up for them. They didn't have some of their top players step up. Yeah. And uh, I don't love when coaches kind of jumble stuff mid series. I think you got to trust your guys and you can't change it just in a seven game series. But to me, this is uh, as exciting as it gets. If I didn't have a team in this race, I would, I would say this is as entertaining as sports could be. Okay. But you do have a team in this race and I'm sorry to get you off uh point and it's the Rangers devils. Now that's the game seven. This is it. This is where it's at. The devs are home minus one twenty. Slight favorite. Five and a half is the over under. I need to know spaghetti. You famously took off for the beach when your team, I think they went down. Uh, it was two, two, right? Uh, you were up yeah. to nothing. You lost Dr- the next two. Four. You had to walk away from it. You lose game five. You come back. I think you may have been a little surprised. You might've just written this series off a little bit emotionally, but they win game six. I need to know where you're watching game six. The in-laws are involved. Uh, is game seven going to be the same? What's it looking like? Yeah. So Thursday game five was really, that was the worst game the Rangers played. That was the first game where I thought the devils were the clearly the better team. Um, I think games three and four, the Rangers basically could have won those games. If they just played their brand of hockey, they did not. Uh, You can't go over whatever they've been going through on the power play. So the game five loss, I was like, it's over. I'd rather than just get blown out in game six and we can move on. Um, I will say, uh, you know, we're talking about the Bruins and the avalanche that for sure helps me like mentally and how I feel because like, it's just hmm. a wacky year, like seeing the top dog Bruins go down, seeing the avalanche, the cup champions go down. It's like, okay, well, it's just a wacky year. I could almost accept it. But what sucks is obviously playing one of your chief rivals and the devil. So right. um, th- that game five was really bad game six. I I was, I watched, uh, I was out in Hermosa pier with some friends. Uh, obviously first period devils are up. Rangers look kind of flat. And I was like, all right, this is going to be a really slow bleed out. And then something just clicked. They turned it on. They converted in the power play. And then Mika woke up, uh, you know, Kreider got his goal. Vladimir Tarasenko got his goal. And then the, the floodgates opened. The devils pulled Schmidt and put back in Vanacek, which again, mm-hmm. I think is a huge problem. You, you should not be doing that mid series. Um, and the best player on the ice, for the whole series has been Igor Sesergin. So if he's locked in, like he has been, uh, I think it's a massive advantage in this series. The, the home ice doesn't really mean anything. I think there will be a lot of Rangers fans there. And if the, the top players in the Rangers, like I mentioned, Mika, and if Panarin wakes up, mm-hmm. Tarasenko, they need those guys to convert. Kreider's right. been doing his thing. 
uh, you know, Kane drawing penalties. I know that he's dealing with a bad hip injury, but he's still, you know, chipping in for points here and there. I think if the Rangers play their style of hockey and they get a lead, the way the devils play, it's not really conducive for them. They are just a, a team that only scores in the rush. And if the Rangers force them to the outside, a great goalie <laughs> like Igor is not going to, you've given this through. some thought, huh? I, a little I didn't bit, realize a little bit. So I feel good with the lead. I, I mean, I'm going to watch this alone in my house. Uh, the, the in-laws, oh, the future no. in-laws are gone. Um, and I think Jade is going to oh, go. I think you uh, got to head back to Hermosa Pier. I really do. I don't think you can. Where, where were you at? Coward's Bar? I don't know where nah, you were, but you got to do that one. But yeah, I uh, just, it's one of those things where I like the game six. I didn't really put any thought into it. And then it, mm-hmm. and we ended up turning around and when we, it looks similar to games one and two. So, um, right. but I, it's, I, I do think the devils, the pressure, um, pulling Schmid, that does play a factor. And uh, if you just, if the Rangers are physical and they don't play the devil's rush style, I, I think it, it may be a fortunate outcome for me. All right. Well, I have some bad news for you. That may, might not ultimately be bad news, but this game's going to overtime. I'm betting it plus 275. <laughs> plus 275. Five out of the last six, you cash if you take the winner in this series, minus one and a half. Uh, I think three and four were close, right? You had an overtime. You did have an overtime in three. You had an empty netter in four. I don't know, man. I watched two game sevens last night where the margin was razor thin. The teams played tighter. You end up with a closer game. Seven of the last nine playoff game sevens were one goal games. Three of them went to overtime. Spaghetti, I hope you don't have plans. Plus 275. At least make some money on it before you... uh. Before you jump into the ocean, this one's going to OT. Harry, you like a player prop here. I'm going to go Rangers Adam Fox to record at least one assist at minus 115. Sally second on the team in playoffs in points. He's first on the Rangers in play in the playoffs in assists with eight. He had an assist in three of the four games, the regular season games against the Devils this season. Come on, Eddie, I'm rooting for you, buddy. Let's get a power play goal. He's tremendous on the power play. Let's get one. An assistant minus one fifteen. But am I just noticing that you won that hat the whole uh, time? You put it on at some point. Oh, oh, he did. Yeah. Can I see it? Is it ruined? That's the hat you left in the rain. No, it's cleaner now. It looks green. It looks greener now <laughs> and cleaner. It's a green cap. Harry gets the green cap. It's like the Masters. All right. Uh, brother Bry, you got a player prop too. Oh no, I have the. Oh no, you got under. I under, got a, under. Five I got under half, five and a half. Like the over under is three and three in this series. But in game seven, mm-hmm. I would expect both teams to lock down defensively. The Devils need to clean up some of the turnovers that they had in the last game. You know, Shosturkin's going to be great. I think you know the Devils will look to limit the penalties in this one. They're going to have to get a lucky bounce or two. But I'm going to. Th- yeah, I think this is more like a two one three three one type of game. Uh, so I'm going to go under All five right. and a half. Parley kid, you like uh, they're playing games with the goaltender. You like a big game out of Schmidt. Yeah, Schmidt over. I mean, I'm not sure how much of a big game I like because I do like the Rangers to win this game. Mm. Uh, make no mistake, the pressure is on the rags here to win this series in, in my uh, estimation, but that's just me. Um, Schmidt over 24 and a half uh, saves at minus 121. Sally's o- actually only gone over this number once uh, in the four games uh, he has played. Um, but I think the Rangers will be very active tonight offensively, getting a lot of shots on net. I'm not sure how many go through. I think this game does play tight, though. I could see this being uh, a 2-2 game uh, late with both goaltenders really uh, 
giving outstanding performances. So let's just take Schmidt over 24 and a half saves at minus 121. All right. Come just win this game, Spaghetti. Well, let's have the Rangers in it. So some interesting teams in this final eight or whatever we got going here. Uh, good luck to you, Harry. What's the update on the Spain trip before we sign off? Something happened with Tom Hanks. Yeah, well, uh, you know, first I did get me, I did get a picture with Bruce. We're staying at the same hotel with him, so we got a picture of Bruce. That. Bruce Buffer, uh, right? I did uh, get to ask, and you're not the only one who spoke, who spoke to a president now, Sal. I asked okay. uh, President Obama was also at our hotel, and I asked him a baseball question about his White Sox, and he responded, which is pretty cool. What was the question? Um, is it is, is a private between the two of you? I asked him if his if his White Sox still have a chance in the Central. He said, absolutely, hmm. absolutely, they do. Oh, man. You see, that's fake news. <laughs> that's exactly what Fox is talking about. All right. Yeah. And, uh, Spielberg uh, was at the hotel as well, which is crazy. Well, he seems oh. $4 billion he has. Okay. But also, I had a mishap on Sunday with my room. <laughs> the, uh, on, Saturday, on Saturday night, they said I could stay in my room till one o'clock check out was at noon i could check out at one so that was nice of them so then i get it but also we're you know with the time change never we're staying up to like watching games like i'll be watching the rangers tonight for, at two in the morning till 4 30 so mm-hmm. uh i didn't go to bed till 5 a.m on sunday and i get a call because they said i could stay till one i get a call at 8 30 in the morning telling me that i have to be out of my room uh within a half an hour because Tom Hanks, Mr. Tom Hanks had booked the same room, but he was coming earlier. So they needed me to leave. So what a weird thing for them to tell you that the person's name, they actually said Tom Hanks. Like I would have thought that was me playing a joke. Like (laughs) Mr. Tom Hanks. (laughs) They gave, they said Mr. Tom Hanks. Like what if 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 it wasn't Tom Hanks, they would say whoever it was, it was Joe Smith. Uh, well, or is that trying? Is that supposed to get me out, out of the room? So they, so we had a little, uh, you know, yeah, little, uh, little. Well, so little, think little about what had to be done. I mean, they, stay in the room. You got they to stay? burn the yeah. sheets. They got to, uh, yeah. Think about what has to go on in the bathroom there. Right. Uh, that room then of Harry's. It. Well, that's why gotta, I, didn't, Darren, be, I didn't. I kind of didn't mind. I, I call BS on the story anyway. I don't believe it because <laughs> they would never mention his name. Right. And no, hundred percent true. I, I don't believe everything's and, and true. Only, only Harry could always be staying at these hotel, these type of hotels, and still have com- nothing but complaints about the hotel itself. Right. When did I complain you know, about cele- the hotel? You know, celebrities are begging to stay here. Pillows yeah, exactly. Tom Hanks took Pillows one look at the, the mess that Harry left behind and said, you know what? I toughed it out on an island for four years with a volleyball. Well, I, I, I think I'll, I'll, stay, I'll stay in the hallway. I'll be fine. Well, I was thinking yeah. if I did have to leave the room, which if I did, Tom Hanks would be using the toilet after me. <laughs> well, they probably would have, I'm guessing, cleaned up after you. But yeah, that would be a big Still. feather in your cap. Still. This is um, just saying. Well, may- maybe he'll uh, drop a deuce to the same police station you uh, you go to <laughs> to get your business done. Who knows? <laughs> Babyface, uh, before we wrap up, what, what what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, my thoughts are I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think Eric should come home. This is he's he's mingling and he's with the stars i we can now say that bruce springsteen has been pictured with a gold hat that is incredible oh interesting you're right <laughs> he's wearing okay. the gold hat i would have right. given it to him why did you not give him the gold hat that would have been the move yeah well we'll see yeah, maybe, wet. i don't maybe, know if maybe, we would like that yeah maybe messi's watching barcelona tomorrow since i'm going to the game barcelona soccer maybe then maybe i'll give it to him joel 
someone before we uh, say goodbye here, someone did hit our hotline. Uh, someone's texting our hotline. I don't know who this is, but they're very upset with Harry. He said, H dog F you and your hockey picks. But really I blame myself for listening to you. Who's the fool, the fool or the person who listens to the fool. That's a good question. Who's the fool, Harry? Okay. Well, let's see. Um, Darren mentioned he had the Bruins in these last two games and I did too, Darren. Yeah. I, I, I was wrong on both of them, but I mean, we saw what Boston did the regular season. Were they really going to lose game six and game seven? And they did. Uh, so, okay. I lost two, but how about my record for the whole season so far? I'm like 59%. Well, that's not what I asked you. First of all, it seems like you're admitting to being H-Dog because I just asked you a question. Who's the fool? The fool or the person who listens to the fool? But you're like, oh, hmm. is it me? Right? I don't know. Run run the tape back later and let's hmm. see because I don't know. I feel like there was an <laughs> unnecessary admission there. All right. That's going to do it. My God. We did a lot. Thank you to uh, Marty Morningweg. Thank you to Mikey Meatballs, Babyface Joel Solomon, and the Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na 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 na